what does it mean to be unclean? And so I want to explore this question with you by, uh, first of all, sharing a story with you. It was a story that occurred when I was about uh, 10 or 11 years old, which is the age of my youngest son right now. Uh, we, as a family, had gone on a trip to a farm in Nebraska. And we went there because my oldest brother, um, who was in, um, as an undergrad, and he went there because he wanted to get some experience working with animals before going off to vet school. So my dad had this brilliant idea that he would turn this trip into a summer vacation. Now, I don't know about you, but farms in Nebraska in summer just don't equal up. Um, that doesn't seem like to be a, apologies to those of you who come from Nebraska, all right? It doesn't seem like a place for me as a, as a vacation destination of choice during the summer. But nevertheless, we went, we journeyed across, uh, slept in our camper, what have you. Uh, one day while um, on the farm, I was very bored and I was following my dad and the farmer around and he was giving my dad a tour of the farm. And I remember coming across this really, really long ditch. And when you're 10 years old, what comes to mind when you come to a big ditch? I'm gonna jump across it, right? And so you look at it and you think, I think I can make that. I don't think it's that wide. I'm gonna be able to do this. So I went back, I took a run, and I leaped, and I didn't quite make it to the other side. I fell just short of the other side. But here's the thing, the ditch wasn't empty. In fact, it was a sewage ditch. <laughs> I fell up to my waist in sewage. <laughs> it was a sight to behold. My dad and the farmer helped me out of that ditch. They told me to go to the front of the house to be hosed off. I went to the front of the house and there was my mom and she asked me, what did you do now? And so, uh, hosed me off and told me to go inside and to take a bath. So here's the thing. Oftentimes, I think when we think about this concept of what it means to be unclean, we think about this outside, outer, outward perspective, right? And the same thing with being clean, right? Unclean and clean, we think about out, outside. Okay, I'm dirty. Okay, I got sewage on me. I got to wash up. I got to be clean, right? I got to get my tide on, right? That's what it means to be unclean and clean. This idea, though, this concept of uh, this outward perspective about clean and unclean, though, also makes its way into religion. And in Jesus' time, the Jewish leadership of the day taught that kind of understanding about what it meant to be clean and unclean. And I want to look at a passage with you from the Gospel of Matthew. Here's what it says. Then Jesus and scribes came to Jesus, uh, then Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. Does anybody hear their mom right now in their head? When you grew up, did you have mom nagging you to wash your hands before you ate? Come on. Anyone? All right. Yeah, someone like, yeah, my mom still does, right? So I'm constantly doing it with my own kids. I've got three kids, two of them are boys. They have to wash their hands before they come to dinner. 
So I'm constantly nagging on them. Did you wash your hands? Did you wash your hands? Kind of a thing. I've got, I'm ready to hand sanitizer as they're coming to the table, kind of thing, because we want, we want clean hands. But the reason, reason why parents do this is because of hygiene, right? We don't want to spread sickness. We don't want our kids to be ill. So wash your hands. The reason, though, that the Pharisees and the scribes, the Jewish religious leadership of that day, did that was for other reasons. You see, they were creating religious laws that were basically stating what does it mean to be spiritually clean or unclean? In other words, what does it mean to be good or bad? And Jesus, though, responds to this, and he challenges their notion about this idea of being unclean, especially as it relates to this sort of outward perspective. And here's what Jesus says. He says, hear and understand. It's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a person. He goes on to say, do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled, goes in the sewage ditch, but what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. And this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. What Jesus is saying here, and I think it's hard for us to hear him say this, but the fact that our hearts are those sewage ditch of our life. This reminds me, by the way, of a scene from the movie The Avengers. Anyone see this movie? And up on the screen, um, this actually comes from that scene. It's uh, Black Widow and uh, Hawkeye. The hero is part of the Avengers, and they're having a conversation. And Black Widow says, I've got red on my ledger, and I want to clean it off. And what she's talking about there is that she had been raised from a young age to be a Russian assassin, and so she's killed all these people from this past life of being this bad guy. And now that she's a good guy, that past is still holding on, and she wants to wipe it. You know, I think you and I actually probably understand that better than we realize. Um, we hear people talk when they've done things, and they'll say something like this. I just feel dirty. I just feel dirty. I, I hear this consistently when, I, when uh, people come and talk to me about their struggles with porn. And they say, it makes me feel dirty makes me feel dirty. But you know what? Sometimes other things that we do leave us with that feeling or being unsettled inside of us. Have you ever had an experience where you were, had an argument with a loved one, a family member, a friend, and it was never resolved, and, and you left, and, and you just didn't feel good, didn't feel right about it? And here's the thing. Jesus and his words make us wonder. Because if our hearts are sewage ditches, and these result in unclean or dirty deeds, how do we become clean? 
The black widow, you see, she thought that by her actions as a hero and, and, and the good actions she was trying to do, that would wipe that red off her ledger of her life. But if, but, if the, but if the good deeds that we do come out of our hearts and our hearts are unclean, are dirty, that means that any attempts of good deeds that we do are also going to be dirty. But we're still left with the question, how do we become clean. One of Jesus' followers, one of his disciples by a guy named Peter, tells us how. He says this, baptism now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience. You see, baptism is the way in which the sewage ditches of our hearts are emptied and cleaned out. Peter says that baptism saves us. What does that mean? Baptism connects us to the saving work of Jesus for us. And what is that saving work? First and foremost, it's the cross. It's a place where Jesus himself took on himself, willingly, our own sewage, our own red from our ledger. And baptism connects us to that. The saving act is also Christ's resurrection from the dead. His bodily, physically rising again. That's part of that saving action too as well that we're connected to in baptism. Because you see, in that connection, we rise out of that sewage ditch as clean, new people. Cleanliness that's been given to us by Jesus. I want to give you an invitation. I want to invite you, if you've never been baptized, to be baptized. I want to invite you to consider this and think about this. Because baptism, again, is that place where our dirty hearts are made clean by the grace of God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you look upon us filthy persons with dirty hands and dirty hearts. And rather than reject us, you send your son to become one of us. To walk in our filthy footsteps. To take on our sewage-filled hearts. To scrub us clean and make us new by the death and resurrection of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, that you stir in the hearts of those here who have not experienced your saving work in baptism. Come and experience that so they too may have a new, clean life in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me give you a blessing. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship